Selections from the Diary of Alfred Walker, Warden of the Crockett State Prison, Texas. August 7, 1967. Three new inmates transferred from Ellis Unit, R.M. Bagley, J.B. Morehouse, T.A. Trent. December 25, 1967. Inmate Trent seems popular with the men. August 7, 1968. Inmate Trent's annual review. Perfect behavior year-to-date. July 5, 1971. Inmate Trent has failed appeal. Some of the boys have planned a party for him. July 6, 1971. Inmate Trent taken to hospital ward for three broken ribs. March 7, 1974. Have written a letter for upcoming parole hearing for inmate Travis Arthur Trent. Have recommended against early release. Wouldn't want his release to upset morale, now would we? June 23rd, 1978. Minor riot in the mess tonight, easily handled by the guards, though Dr. Ware has his hands full in the hospital ward. Some of the guards have reported that Travis Trent, of all people, started the dang thing. Trent was hospitalized by one of the skinheads. We're not sure which. January 1, 1980. List of inmate visitors for the new year. R.M. Bagley was visited by his wife, Felicia Bagley. Congratulations, Mr. Bagley. Philip Whitaker was visited by his brother, Hunter Whitaker. Travis Trent was visited by one Jerry Fuller, unknown relation. September 15, 1980. The leader of the skinheads was found dead in his cell with no one else inside. Skinned alive. We have no idea who could have gotten in there. And his... skin is missing. October 31, 1980. Right in progress. November 4, 1980. Warden Alfred Walker was killed in the Halloween riots. I... Don't want to say how. <laughs> I'm sure the newspapers will give all the gruesome details. March 3rd, 1984. Five prisoners released today. I'm especially happy to see one of them go. I truly believe that Travis Trent will rot in hell, but I'd rather it not be in mine. Welcome to Coven, an actual play horror podcast. We're on Twitter at Coven underscore podcast, online at covenpodcast.com. Our theme music is by Ben Cronin. Our cover art is by Daniel Stetner. I am Dr. Noah Lloyd now, officially. You Woo! can find Dr. me. Dr. Lloyd. <laughs> Dr. Noah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it sounds awkward to me too, Sharon. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Thank mm. you. Um, you can find me online at Noah Gola. We've got Gary Slack. What up? It's Gary playing Robert. Key for cats. 
Hi, I'm KieferKatz. I have a Twitter again. I'm very conflicted about it, but you can follow me on it if you want. Um, <laughs> I assume that this is only going to result in my mom reading my Twitter account, but this is the <laughs> thing that I have to do to be famous in the modern world. Um, it's Huff Dadson. I play... Uh, sure, and marry him. Oh. Hi. Who do you who do you play, Kiefer? I play Sam Sycamore. God. And Sharon. Hey, hi, hello. Um, I play Joan. I'm here. I exist right now. We're none of us are as sure about that as we should be, but <laughs> no. we are here. Um, this is the only time in the show when I will ask you to go ahead and hop over to iTunes, leave us a five star review or an, another rating, but five stars would be preferred. Uh, it helps get the word out so that we can we can get more listeners. That's the only reason we're making this is for fun right now and and sharing it with other folks. Uh, you can also tweet about the show, um, reaching out to us at Coven underscore podcast. You can tell I'm not used to this part of the, the show, but let's move on. So last time on Coven, we ended with the the three members of what I think we can call our Coven, Joan, Sam, and Robert, walking down the pier towards Sam's boat, the sweet Sylvie or Sylvia, and standing on the dock there was Jake Brown, um, who the the viewers at the very least recognize as Jake Brown. I doubt if Robert or Sam have met him. And, uh, you know, the line we closed on was him saying, well, it's about damn time. <laughs> so I, I want to ask real quick, and this is maybe a question both for Joan, or not Joan, but for Sharon and mm -hmm. for Kiefer. Do you so as a reminder, Jake is actually Ruby's older half brother. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So do you think that and I have some I'm I'm looking for input and then I might go one way or another, but Kiefer based on how you played Jake and then Sharon based on how mm -hmm. you played his younger sister, Ruby. Do you think that he would have been around when Joan was a kid? Like do you think Joan knows who he is or is is he, after the events of the kingdom game do you think that he was kind of pushed at arm's length by ruby i feel like he may have been around around a little bit okay wait why did i think that they had dated in high school that was uh, because we have too many j names oh oh, oh. Um, okay. in the kingdom game it was um jim lewis the character i played that oh ruby dated in okay school. that's right yeah um yeah they're all j names huh Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are a lot of them. And now we have another. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Jake would have been in her life. Yeah, maybe not like okay. all the time, but enough to recognize one another. Yeah. Okay, good. So so that gives us a little context so that you, so that Joan, when you see him on the dock, um, you recognize him. You know yeah. that he is a... Um, uncle. That he's your yeah. uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we so let me ask this do we want to pick up right in that moment or do we just want to assume that the four of you get aboard the boat go out into the bay or into the swamp a little bit and then talk either either way i mean in the interest of time we can fast forward to them being out in the swamp a bit yeah i like the swamp bit okay yeah so let's let's just start there um i i'm just gonna imagine that we're having this conversation kind of on the on the deck of the boat near the like where the helm would be as opposed to under the deck where samson's like very private meditation chamber is 
Yeah. Yeah, that sounds true to me. So Jake now sports this. Um, it's not like super expensive, but he sports this handsome wooden cane with a brass uh, grip on the top. And he he sits there and he just kind of turns it between his fingers. Uh, how do y'all want to get this conversation started? Wait, so did we know that Jake was showing up or was he just there? No, he was just there. He was waiting for you. Oh, so, okay. So then I guess, yeah, the first thing we need to do is ask him why the hell he's there. So, okay. So then Ruby can say to Jake, so, um, Uncle Jake, what, why, how did, why are you here? How did, what, what's happening? I'm here because your, your mother, my sister was put in the hospital. Yeah, but how did you know how to find us at the, at Samson's boat? I'm, mm. I've been, I've been waiting for you all to, to make a move, to do something. And it looks like it, it takes your mother nearly being killed for you to finally do something about it. Mm. Sorry. So. Sorry. Do something about what? Who are you? Why did I let you on my boat? (laughs) <laughs> this is my uncle. What's this? This is your uncle. Just you know, is like chilling at the dock of the bay at night. Just, just cooling. Is, is that what we do? I, I don't know. He's a trustworthy guy. I, I don't know why I, he's here. I, I know. I, Joan. We've we've never talked about this, and in the past few years your mother has has kept me at bay a little bit because of my opinions about some of her decisions in the past but i know Mm. what you are joan and i know of what you other two gentlemen are as well i know the kinds of forces you deal with i've had experience with them in the past and frankly you're doing a slipshod job of of doing anything about the mess that our town seems to be getting in what do you mean by the past you know, it's funny. I actually didn't think about the Kingdom game coming up, despite introducing a character from it right now. <laughs> um, yeah, what does he? What does he just open up about? Yeah, so he's gonna be he's gonna be a little um, general about it at the moment, but he says something about how in the '60s, right about 20 years ago now, something happened in the town which for which I still don't have a completely total explanation for involving myself involving your mother joan and involving uh, i believe your grandmother mr chesimard willie may and the and another man by the name of jim lewis who i've i've not spoken to in a little over a decade at this point but so something well, happened that nearly destroyed the town and everyone in it. And we, by which I think mostly Willie May and Jim, saved the town from it. This place this place is like a a magnet. Don't you think it's strange that there are three people like yourselves in such a small town? Small town in southern Texas, and there are three people who can control unearthly forces bless you mr sycamore yeah how common do you think these creatures that you bind to yourselves are probably about as common as human beings are just not 
so much where we live, right? I've never gotten the impression that they're particularly unusual. And now that you mention it, like, it must be like thousands of these sorcerers in New York City. I mean, yeah. don't you think like sewer rats? <laughs> Jake, I think I think Jake is just kind of shaking his head at at these comments like don't you think that this would be all over the news? Don't you think it would be accepted if places like New York and Chicago was crawling with sorcerers and with demons? I mean, if there were thousands of them. How do you think they'd be kept out of the news? I don't know. How do you think the CIA killed JFK? There's just things happen. <laughs> Things do just happen. Things do just happen. And this place makes them happen. I'm not sure that Sycamore would think that the CIA had killed JFK. I mean, I, I, I kind of like that moment as a, it could be read as either him being sarcastic, like, look at this nut job, or... Okay. Yeah. I think, you I, I think he would be like, I think that's a perfectly Texan thing to think, low-key. <laughs> the old gribble over here that's that's true it's not not wrong yeah but so so jake is is just saying like y'all you are misinterpreting the density of sorcerers that you see around yourself for being representative of the rest of the country or the world well then how much do you know about all of this are you one of us i'm Definitely not. And Joan, I'm so sorry that you are as well. I tried to to talk Ruby out of that ritual she planned on doing. Um, what uh, year would you have been born? Seventy eight. If ooh, you're sixteen so, and eighty four, yeah. Yeah. Um, on that, I I tried to talk her out of it back in the late seventies, and she's headstrong. She always was. When she had a when she made her choice, she'd made it. I mean, I'm used to it by now. I guess it has its perks, but um, I'm just... How, how do you know so much about all of this, then? Because I've been around it. So so mechanically, for those listening at home and for the players, mechanically, he is a, he's a person with, with a lore score. So the most people that you interact with, um, non-player characters, unless they're other sorcerers, they don't have a lore score. Like, it's just not a score that they have. He has a lore of one. So he he would technically be capable of summoning a demon if he tried, um, but it is not something he's ever done, right? Um, oh, okay. And he he says, you know, I, I know because I was there. I know because I saw the things that Jim Lewis could do, and I saw the things that your mother did in order to try and get more control over her life and the ways that that got transferred onto you. I know because I've seen it and because I've lived it and I've kept my eyes open. Something about this town draws people and not just people here. And there is something else coming. Well, then what do you, you know? You about... have to have felt it. You have to have felt it. Things yeah. in town are strange. Things are, are going wrong. Yeah, well, I'll say I came home the other day and and everything was wrong. So then, who the hell were uh, who's that that guy at, in my house and and the dog thing? What what do you know about that? Why would they attack my mother? I have a suspicion, mm -hmm. although 
I, there's no way for me to prove this, but my suspicion is that it's a man named Travis Trent. Who the hell is Travis Trent? Yeah. Do any of our players remember who Travis Trent is? He's the dude who got put away for Jeremy Phelps's murder. That's right. Uh, but I don't understand why he would be relevant in this moment. Yeah, so is that is that actually something Samson says? He was the guy who got put away for Jeremy Phelps's murder? I I guess. I don't know why Samson yeah. would know it, but I'm okay with him knowing it. Yeah, he's well, I, friends I, with I, Heavy Cream. He lives yeah, in town. And, yeah. and I think I think that once that once Cream mentioned Phelps's name, it would totally make sense for you just to look him up, right, and see what had happened. Yes. Right. He says Travis Trent is the man who was put away for the murder of Jeremy Phelps, but he was not the one responsible. And we knew. I'm not 100% sure who framed him for it. My Again, I have my suspicions. My suspicions would be the, the dirty Sheriff Whitney Travis, who is now the police chief. And my suspicion is that it goes up to... Oh, wait, shit. Jake Brown was actually in that conversation. Wasn't he, Kiefer? I'm just now remembering. Wasn't Jake Brown in that conversation? About framing him? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, word. Okay, good. This is working out so much better than I even <laughs> remembered it would. Um, yeah, okay. So he says, he says um, but Trent wasn't the one responsible. And we knew. Sheriff Whitney Travis knew. And the land developers knew. Uh, Ezekiel Wyatt and his smarmy nephew, Elijah, Elijah Wild, which rings bells for you, Joan, mm -hmm. because that's mm -hmm. your father. Um, yeah. Even though I don't think that's information Jake has. I don't think Jake knows that Elijah is your father. Yeah. And I knew because I was there, because I was in that conversation. Well, then who killed him? A few years later, mm -hmm. Jim Lewis and Willie May and your mother, and myself, we went out to a little shack in the middle of the clearing, and there was Jeremy Phelps. And he was not dead. What? He had somehow grown another body. And Jim Lewis, this was the first time I think I saw one of your powers, or one of your demon's powers, I guess, burned Jeremy Phelps alive. So this Travis Trent has been in prison for 20 years for a crime he didn't commit. And now he's come back to a place wielding these powers. And that should feel wrong to you all. There are not thousands of sorcerers in New York. I do not think there are thousands of sorcerers on earth. And this man, during his time in prison for a crime that he didn't commit that I helped frame him for, has come back with these powers. We don't know. I don't know why. I don't know how. But the three of you are this. I, I, like I said, I, I don't know what it is about this place, what it is about this swamp. It just looks like a swamp to me, even though I've seen strange things in it. But something about this place draws people like you here. And something, something else is coming. And here I thought this town was boring. You mean there's something more than what you just said? Than Travis Trent. Maybe Travis Trent is the bad feeling we've been having for the past year. But I I think it's it's something worse. Well, 
Presumably, I guess. I don't know, can we call the police? This doesn't seem like it's our problem. Well, it's my problem if they're coming after my mom. Right, but it doesn't seem like it's our problem. This just doesn't seem like the kind of thing that a teenager, a bummed out jazz musician, and a successful businessman should be responsible for. Uh Uh-huh. But you were there when... I wonder if this has anything to do with those witches. Witches? What witches? We found some witches in the swamp. They, um... I'm sorry, you found some witches in the swamp? It's been a weird couple of weeks. Um, There was an alligator. (laughs) (laughs) There was a hand. There was witches. Jeremy Phelps' hand. Yeah, actually. Jeremy Phelps's hand? How wh- wh- How do you know it was his hand? You know, I know people. Wait, did Samson already... Samson already told the others. This is the problem with me being behind on editing. I haven't re-listened to, the, to those episodes yet. Yeah, but it could also have been something that was being discussed as they were... And wrote to... And route to yeah, the sure. So, uh-huh, that yeah. makes sense. Okay. So let's let's just say that Samson has broken that little piece of news. But how... Jeremy Phelps has been dead for almost 20 years. Yep, he sure has. I, and Jake, Jake looks both confused and he kind of rubs your eyes. And Joan, I think you're struck a little bit by a sense of his age. Just, you know, seeing someone who you knew when you were little being much older and just kind of weighed down by the world. Okay, so last time I was out here, I tried to get in touch with somebody. Can I, sorry, can you say, I feel like Joan should respond to the thing you just said, and I feel like I need to like- No, I, I actually think that's, that's a very Samson move, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. it can just be a kind of a beat of Joan seeing how tired Jake is, and then Samson kind of cutting in. I okay. think that's okay. Last time I was out here, I tried to get in touch with something new. Because there's some things that I'm trying to figure out, some stuff I'm trying to learn that my friend can't really help me with. So I thought, hey, maybe I can find a new friend who could give me a hand. And I didn't find them. And instead, I almost drowned and got rescued by a giant alligator. And it was a whole thing. But they told me to keep looking. It really has been a weird couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been a weird couple of weeks. Um, I don't. It's like you haven't ever been rescued by a giant alligator while drowning yourself in a swamp. Come on, man. But maybe we should try and get in a little bit more touch. Maybe we could figure out who I was trying to talk to and see if they know anything and see if they can help us figure out what we're supposed to do. Because if there's a vengeful, demonically powered, framed murderer, not murderer, who wants revenge and flesh from a dead body that was burned 20 years ago that is somehow miraculously intact, being dropped (laughs) off by alligators, and I don't know, I guess also, um, Joan, your dad is a jerk? Uh, it sounds like. Sorry. Um, oh, God, do I know I'm... that? You know, no, I I really doubt you know that Elijah Wilde is Joan's dad. Yeah. Unless she made a point of telling people for yeah. some reason. Also, wait, they were supposed to meet up. Did they actually meet up? Why am I blanking? I mean, I don't think that you met up because Ruby was attacked. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. right. So you just wound up going to the hospital. Yeah. Also, Sharon, I will point out you are still marked. You still have that what looks like a tattoo of a dog bite on your forearm. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I think maybe she would have worn a sweater or something to try and cover that a bit. In May? In <laughs> a, Houston? A long... You really are a goth. Cardigan. Loosely right. knit cardigan. <laughs> okay. A gauzy long sleeve linen shirt. But yeah. yeah. There you go. So maybe we try and... Because with all due respect, Mr. Brown, I have nothing but gratitude for your desire to insert yourself in the situation but if this is as big of a deal as you're saying it is i don't think you're the guy who's gonna help us figure it out he he stares you down samson to the point actually let's have a fucking roll i want to roll for this will you roll your will um and i will roll his will just to flavor what happens here unless you want to do something to try and squeeze out some bonus dice well yeah so my conception of Samson is has been boost is one of the powers that I know mm-hmm. he knows he has. And he's my vision has always been that he uses that on his because you have to choose an ability for boost. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've always thought that like he boosts his will so that he can like get away with stuff in like kind of being a. And exactly these kinds of situations. Yes. So I would right. like to use boost. Uh huh. Yeah. Let me double check how many. I think that gets you. Oh no, the demon's power is added to the given score of the target. Yeah. So, add whatever your demon's name is, uh, Abby's power to your will when you roll. Right. So what does that add up to for us? I don't know. What's Abby's power? You have all the demon sheets. We're not <laughs> okay, allowed to have that's them. That's true. <laughs> I do. That's right. Sorry. One second. It's Abby's more Abby's, than I think it is. Abby's lore is five. Power. Power is six. Thank you. Great. And I think it's like two. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I like that so much. <laughs> so Joan, actually, because Abby <laughs> is focused on this, I want to, what does this look like? Because Samson, I think this is really obvious to other sorcerers. Maybe not to Jake because he isn't technically a sorcerer. He just has the ability. But it's Joan and Robert see you use your influence here what does it look like what's the telltale to them that some kind of blood demon magic shit is happening here <laughs> some blood demon magic shit <laughs> but didn't you have a tell did we, have we seen what his tell was before yeah it's a fear of water oh okay i thought he had like a physical thing but never mind oh yeah um Maybe that that is it, right? It's the uh, like all of his track marks and stuff will show up if he's that's right. So yeah. maybe it's just that. Maybe it's like maybe there's like a sickly kind of green that you can see. Like I, I feel like what happens for the sorcerers at least is you can see like a green under his skin like where his veins would be because he is wearing you know Mm. a polo um Mm -hmm. probably like some respectable business shorts and a polo and some loafers yeah right and yeah you can see like this what bailey calls a poopy green kind of coursing (laughs) up his arms and like towards his and like up his neck and Mm -hmm. it just like stops at his chin and then disappears as he starts to speak yeah Mm. i mean and and can i add to that just going along with the track marks that like the track marks stand out against this as like like white patches against this sickly green 
as it mm -hmm. rises. Which otherwise the track marks aren't visible. There's no scarring. Right. They're covered completely. Exactly. Yeah, there's no scarring yeah. whatsoever. Except kind of subdermally. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, so as you speak and you use boost here, that's something that both Robert and Joan note. Um, and I'd love to get kind of your your internal reactions to this right after we roll. Okay. So Kiefer, you're rolling eleven um, ways. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Five will plus six. Yeah. And I thought I'd given Jake a high high will score. And this also Jake's lowers Abby's power to one while the boost is going. But I'm just gonna use it while I win this argument. It's a yeah. shitty roll. <laughs> No, it. I mean, it's it's still a, a complete success. So I gave Jake quite a high will score because that was the way he was kind of played in the um, in the kingdom game. So it's actually not a complete success, but it's awfully close. We tied on an eight, and then Kiefer wins with a seven over the next die result, which was a six. So and then I win. there's another tie. Yeah. So you you win quite a bit. Um, no, this is a complete success. No, it's not a complete success because we tied on the eight. Oh. That was a, if Jake had rolled a seven instead of an eight there, it would be a complete success. Bummer. Um, I know, bummer. But I mean, you're not going to be beating up this this old man that often, hopefully. So, um, <laughs> okay. So you say, you say this like, you know, it, you're not the one to help us. Jake probably, I think he just kind of like nods his head and his chin falls a little bit. I, I don't think he even says anything in response to you. He is just kind of cowed by this response you've had. Um, Joan and Robert, what's your, what are your internal reactions to seeing Samson work, basically? And does it externalize in any way? I think it would probably just show on Joan's face a bit that she would be a bit shocked by it because so far she seemed to kind of regard Samson as this like silly, like mid-management businessman you know just like her friend's dad you know she does she hasn't seemed to like take him seriously in any way shape or form so i think seeing mm -hmm. something like that would sort of startle her a bit or at least make her be like oh this guy has other shit going on clearly like that he's not sharing with us for sure robert yeah same same boat um literally um <laughs> hey. that was terrible that was that was terrible um yeah, no, um, almost line for line what Sharon said, like, you know, he just kind of regarded uh, Samson as a square. Yeah. And, you know, like, obviously he figured that he had to have had some, like, kind of power, you know, but this is just some, um, you know, now Robert feels he has to mind his P's and Q's around him. Mm. Um, I like that. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. even even just a little bit more like give give him his respect where it's due you know yeah mm -hmm. yeah so samson mm. you feel this little like quiver of pleasure in your bloodstream right mm -hmm. um it feels like a little what it feels like is a little endorphin burst right it's like you leveled up your character for lack of a better in like a video game sense, right? Mm -hmm. That little bit of pleasure that you get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you also get a like, it's like a wave. So you get that high and it immediately rolls down into a low, which is is really like 
you noticing this poor old man who's been who has been kind of beaten down by the world a little bit and there, and Kiefer, this is how you played him in the kingdom game so i'm just rolling with it but um and so a little bit of like disgust coming from abalazet as well here yeah so i just wanted to to kind of give us that notion something i've been realizing is i have not been playing the demons very much and i want to push into them some more mm -hmm. so sharon robert and or samson how does after your after this beat that we've gotten seeing what happens with, happens with samson's boost what do you do next how does the conversation turn what what are your next steps that kind of thing well i mean i think they all still need to i don't wait so their initial plan on going out on the boat was to try to summon something right or what was their initial plan with meeting up to go to the boat i think it was it was mainly that it was going to be kind of a safe place to plan whether that might involve summoning something or just deciding next steps that was my understanding. Okay, so then I guess Joan can just be like, look, we got together today because we need to know more. If Jake can help us know more, that's great. But I think maybe it's time to combine combine our skills and, you know, like we did with the witches before, just ask for a little bit extra guidance because I don't know how much of this we can find in a library book. Yeah, I mean, that's what I just said we should do. Okay, so let's do it. Let's let's just be about it. Is is this a good spot for us to uh, channel out, or should we go deeper in? Let's go. Yeah, let's go back to my little secret glade. Or I guess probably we're already there, right? Like, if I'm gonna go out on a boat with a bunch of sorcerers to talk about sorcery shit, there's no reason that I would just be like floating in the harbor. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. So what are you, are we attempting another contact spell? Is yeah. that what's, what's yeah, up? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Cool. We can do some flavor here as we're getting into position, right? Like, Yeah, please do. I think this time we're doing, can you remind, did last time, did I start out trying to, I, the contact was always on the deck, right? It was, yeah. So I think we clear a space and sit down. All of us, like, just flat, like, on the deck. Or Samson is being like, all right, here's here's what we're going to do. Everybody join me. Sit crisscross applesauce style. Or he probably calls it Indian style, but we don't need to. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to. Yeah, sit down, cross your legs. We'll form a triangle. Uh, Mr. Brown, is this something you feel like you can help with? Would you like to join our circle? I think he stands and still, you know, debuffed by what you've said. He says that I've I've made it after seeing what it did to to a good man, Jim Lewis, and to your mother, Joan. I've committed myself to never actually partaking. And I think he he heads down below deck. Um, and you like you can see he's not like rifling around or anything, but he he just sits down at the probably the small like fold out table under the deck of the boat. Yeah, he can. I like that my boat has a table in the below decks now. It's gotten much bigger than I was originally imagining it. <laughs> yeah, there's a bottle of... What's, what am I drinking? There's a bottle of vodka down there if you want it. Should be ice in the cooler. I don't think he responds to you. <laughs> Whatever. I could imagine wanting a stiff drink after being totally owned by an asshole, but... I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so presumably will everybody join me in my floor triangle? Yes. I don't think we need to join hands or anything. I think we just need to concentrate for a bit 
and see if we can I I don't really know how to do this um, mechanically I think it'll go better if Joan leads because she has the yeah. no. the, the way that you've been describing it I think that it is all you my friend <laughs> I'm I you know just from directing everyone to how they're sitting everyone is taking your directive right um, I am I'm gonna give you two bonus dice just for the the direction like directing people and the role play um and but, now they're actually yeah. listening to him as opposed to usual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that is another result of seeing this boost work, right? That's yeah. seeing like, oh, he actually can do some shit. So a reminder of the way group sorcery works. For this role, for a contact role, it's the sorcerer's lore versus the demon's power. Are you, and you're going to reach out to basically the plague doctor that you saw before, right? Yeah. Which encouraged you to contact it again. Okay, yeah. great. So um, you don't know what its power is but you feel like you were close the past few times. So you're gonna roll your lore and you can add two to it for the, the role play and the directions and everything and kind of doing the scene setting, like you were saying. And then Robert and Joan, you are also going to roll your lore. And then we basically just add up all the successes together. You don't think that maybe also I would get some sort of cool bonus for remembering this particular, for this guy being like, hey, reach out to me again. Sure, yeah, I'll give you another one. Yeah, why not? In fact, I mean, and then wait, I'll do one better and say that as they're preparing everything, Samson looks like lifts up a couch cushion and to get into like there's a bunch of life jackets in there and there's also a plague doctor mask, like a shitty one that he's made um because mm -hmm. he knew that he was going to eventually reach out to this demon again right. and he wanted to make it clear who he was trying to talk to and get yeah. Okay. I like it. And do you, and you like put that in the center of the triangle? No, he puts it on. Oh, that's cool. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Um, yeah. So let's, let's say you're rolling plus four lore, um, Kiefer and lore plus, Sharon, four. lore plus four, baby. And then Sharon and Gary, what are you, do you want to like add any, any scene setting or role play stuff to just to get a, some extra. What's my, what's my lore? Your lore is four. Four? Yeah, you've got the highest lore of anybody. Mm, I mean, I guess the only scene setting stuff would be since you're on a swamp and there's likely some bugs around, just like if she sees anything crawl by her, she's probably going to like start snacking on them just because I'm sure that her demon is getting a bit antsy with all of this going on. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. So, so uh, let's just give you one additional die for mm -hmm. that. So you'll be rolling five. Right. And then um, Robert? He's not doing anything in particular. Um, he didn't bring his bass guitar, so he's not going to do any strumming along this time. Um, he's willing in this scene to let Samson take charge and you know be a good team player. Cool. Okay. So, yeah. So, Sharon, you're rolling 5d8. Kiefer, you are rolling 6d8. And then, Gary, you'll just be rolling Robert's bass lore, which is 2d8. Yeah. And then, so y'all can go ahead and put those through. Yep. Kiefer had a baller roll, and I will roll this demon's power. Oh, yeah. Big, <laughs> big successes there. Yeah, this demon's a little sucker. <laughs> Four power. Um, I mean, you nearly drowned the last time you tried to contact it. So maybe don't badmouth it too much quite yet. I'm not badmouthing the demon in character. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, 
So let's see. So the demon rolled seven O and then triple sixes, six, 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 number of the beast. You know, that Demons. means something, y'all. Um, I feel like I should get a bonus for that. But yeah, yeah so I think that everyone beat it, in other words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for me. No, 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 you did because your eight, eight beats the beats its oh, highest eight, number, seven. which is a seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, and okay. Kiefer is another almost total success because Kiefer got two eights. Uh, yeah, cool. So this time, but if we're adding easy. the successes from everyone, this end does this end up being a total success because we definitely have yes, yes. Let's say that. Yeah, I don't know that the book actually actually s- determines that, but yeah, let's say that you have, um, and because all the successes are conferred to you, Kiefer, you now have a plus one on any interaction with this demon going forward. So make a note of that and I'll give you its name here in just a second. I want to, how does it manifest? So something that we did in the last contact role is, you know, when you contacted Agaram, which I was imagining as being this really kind of like ancient demon going along with the alligator persona, bringing up this like large stone tablet that it spoke through, that kind of thing. But important for me is making it, what's the word? like material, right? That it is mana it is actually manifest there for you. What's its name? Uh its name, well, it'll it'll tell you in a second. It'll announce itself. I'm just trying to think because I want to do something with the mask, right? So if y'all have any ideas about the way that it it comes in to interact with Samson's mask. Yeah. Maybe sorry, go ahead. Well I was gonna say what if uh like the the nose, the plague, the nose on the tip of the plague doctor's mask starts just like pouring <laughs> swamp water, maybe um, yeah. whatever liquid you think is appropriate, and it's uh-huh. just like flooding out of it, and it pools um, like in between everyone, and Samson kind of like leaps up and scrambles back because he is terrified mm-hmm. of water, and as yeah. he jumps back, the mask tumbles off of his face and lands yes. in the pool. And then, yes. like, the liquid finishes pouring out of it and starts to, like, Alex Mack itself up into a figure. And then this Plague Doctor mask, as it's happening, becomes more grotesque and more, like, yes. elaborate. And finally, uh-huh. standing in front of us is the demon. Ectrix. E-C-T-R-I-X. Ectrix. I can, I'll drop it in the Discord, too. Um, that is easier than spelling it in an audio format. It, it, I, I love that, Kiefer. And I'm going to give you two bonus dice going forward on a future roll this session, just because that's so badass. So mm-hmm. it pours out of the Plague Doctor's Plague Doctor mask's nose. The mask falls off, and then um, this shape rises out of this mucky water, and the mask itself becomes more physical, right? Or not physical, but becomes more real. It becomes leather. It it changes state from like the shitty paper mache that Samson had used into, um, you know, something leathery. And it says, "You have finally reached me. You finally answered. <laughs> you were too weak before. I am Ectrix, the Plague Doctor. <laughs> Pleasure to make your acquaintance." Can you help us? Depends. What do you need help with? (sighs) Well. Bind me to yourself, Samson Sycamore, and I promise to help you. Wait, can you have more than one demon bound to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) Samson's getting powerful quick. 
shit. I, what is it? Do you have, you want to be bound to me? You want, you want in on this? Uh, oh God. It, it nods its head, um, placing a hand over where its heart would be if it was a human, and says it would be an honor. And you feel you feel in your blood something retracting. You feel mm-hmm. in your blood um, a balazette like pulling away from this thing. Uh-oh. Mm. So as a reminder that there is a distinction between contacting summoning and binding right so you would need another role for bind and and this creature has not technically been summoned yet right like it is here but it is really so maybe we should add this to the detail is that it looks like it's underwater still Mm. like it's fabric and you know even its physical form a little bit are wavery in the sense that it is still kind of swamp water it has not actually been summoned into the world I think that the summoning can be skipped straight to bind, but it might make it a little bit more difficult. Binding. Here we go. One may have contacted and summoned, or may merely encounter it in reality. Means of binding. Yeah. So okay. So you do. You would not have to summon it in order to bind it, but summoning it like into a physical form would make the binding roll a little easier. So that that's something we can cross down the line. I just wanted to have those rules on hand. So summoning says a demon may only be. As summoning a demon may only be attempted if it has been contacted, whether by the summoner or by someone else. You've just contacted it. All demons want to be summoned and will not resist. The only thing that the sorcerer must overcome with his or her will is the demon's intrinsic power. So I would like to... Can I talk to Abby internally? Or do I have to speak? How do... Have we talked about this before? I We have talked about it before. Um, I'm not 100% on what we said because I think that... I don't know. What are you trying to get across to it? Uh, I want to. Um, I wanted to see if I could talk to Abby about why they're retreating or retracting or pulling away from the plague doctor. Yeah, I think that that kind of what we determined is that for you to actually talk to it, you either have to be high, or you like go down into your meditation chamber, right? Because I think that's. Like that's the first time that it was able to directly speak to you, right? At least on on screen, where were those two moments when you were high and when um you were in that chamber? Okay. So at the moment, it just has these kind of affective feelings it can send your way. Right. <sighs> okay. Um, does anybody else want to? I feel like I've been taking up a lot of space. So if anybody else has something they want to do or say or act on, uh, no, that's fine. You're killing it. Like, yeah. go ahead. Does it feel so actually here then um, I think Samson is going to lift up the seat, right? The same seat that he pulled the plague mask out from an or a different one, actually. Um, and there's less stuff in this. It's like a little bit cleaner and he pulls out a kit and he starts prepping his needle and looks around like anybody want to join me? <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Yeah, Joan, you're about to see someone do hard drugs for the first time. Um, you're offering this shit to a 16-year-old? I, I think we need to uh, give him some space, Joan. What the fuck? Um, why don't we go to another side of the boat room? Uh, okay, yeah, take all the space you need. Can uh, I... 
if they leave, does that fuck up our summoning or, or contact? Oh, yeah. or does oh the no, contact I thought we were just like turning around or something. Mostly yeah, like because Robert's like big it. brother instinct kicks in and he's like, oh, I don't want her to see this. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so I think Samson just shoots up. Once again, feeling very aware of the fact that my mom is listening to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you've shot up on screen before, so. Yeah, I was maybe she hasn't started listening to it at that point. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, we hadn't aired anything at that point. Yeah, exactly. So he um, he's not even like like none of this is tacky or trashy, right? Like he has a very nice kit. He's a very well put together person. And he like undoes his little leather shaving kit and he's got black silk ribbon that he keeps in there for exactly this purpose. Yeah. And I, I think like, like, let's just say that your kit is very good and we don't need to go into too much detail. I'm role playing for details for for more (laughs) dice. I will, I will give you an additional die. I'm just trying to think about, you know, listeners. Yeah. But yeah, I so I will go ahead and give you an additional die for the the character detail about how it's a nice kit, that kind of thing. You shoot up, and as it hits you, Ectrix just kind of continues staring at you. And I don't, I think maybe you get a sense that there are eyes behind the mask, but you often don't see them, right? Like, it's often just kind of darkness beyond the, the surface of the mask. So uh, yeah, as it hits you, you start to be able to hear abby's voice and it's it's saying something like you don't need him you got me what do you need him for well darling i don't know if you're aware but our relationship hasn't been at its best recently and i thought maybe you know we could spice it up a little bit could uh and then and then this comes out cold are you dumping me (laughs) no oh my god dumping you i'm just saying maybe we should see other people for a little while not like just maybe we just don't need to be exclusive you can you're getting the um i don't know i don't know what this would feel like so i'm just saying it you know in your blood you're getting the same kind of emotional sense as someone like closing their eyes and looking up at the ceiling in frustration and then (laughs) kind of coming around to it "Mm, you are doing something new you're taking chances Think about how much less boring it would be. Mm. And it you get another like little quiver of delight. <laughs> Plus, you're wonderful, but think about how much more. All you want is for me to do more, right? Who knows what more we could do? It has settled in your bloodstream and in the soles of your feet. And uh, Abalazet just kind of whispers, I'll help you do whatever you need glad to have you on board i do much prefer working as a team okay so are you going to try to summon this demon first or are you just going to bind it i think just bind okay i don't i guess i don't feel like adding summoning is going to add anything to the scene really sure like i don't Mm -hmm. feel like it's going to give us more and i don't feel like it I don't feel like Samson is patient enough to be like, yeah, I need to do this extra step to yeah. make sure that, you know. Mm-hmm. So the the way the binding works is it's skill dependent. So you can use stamina, will, or lore, and you just have to pick one and justify it, right? What does the ritual look like in which you use your will or what does it look like in which you use your lore? So give us that narrative description. And then I am going to say that if you ask Joan and Robert to help you with the bind as well, 
that they will have to use the same score. So like if you use Will, they'll have to use Will as well. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to use Will. That's what um, I figured. And I'm not going to ask them, unfortunately. I'm going to boost my Will again up to 11. And I'm going to take the open, asserting open authority here option. Okay. Which I don't know the difference between asserting open authority and animal style dominance, but maybe that's just me. I think animal style do dominance is more like physical aggression versus like staring someone down. Like ass asserting open authority, I think, is what you did with Jake just a few minutes ago. Got it. Like in D&D terms, like the difference between like what, what like intimidate and bluff or whatever or something like that. There's a different sure. one that I can't think of because I haven't played D&D &D in a really long time. But yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, I'm asserting open authority. It's command. Right? Like, okay, Ectrix, you will be bound to me. It is the thing that you seem to desire. And if it's something you want, it's something we will do on my terms. My assistants are going to join me in this and we will bind you. We will tie you mm -hmm. to me. You will do what I need. I will serve your needs as I see fit. And together we will make the world into what I believe it should be this is the arrangement this is how it will be i think jake sits back down and gestures impatiently i mean samson samson sits back down and gestures mm -hmm. impatiently at joan and robert to come join him and he mm -hmm. crosses mm -hmm. his legs and stares straight ahead and again so... you see the green kind of flowing up his arms and legs and Mm -hmm. especially like it's pooled right like like you said it's there's like when it turns on there's like the soles of his feet are very mm -hmm. vividly this green color and it starts pouring up his yeah. legs and up his arms and mm -hmm. into his throat again as it as it starts pouring ectrix you know you can feel that it is kind of already working right ectrix has said bind me to your will and i will assist you in whatever you need but ectrix raises a hand and it uncurls one inhumanly long finger mm. and says, wait, I have a need you must satisfy. Right. That was assumed, I suppose. What's your need? Human blood. <laughs> God. What does that involve? Drink, drinking it is, and it, it, you know, it kind of raises its hands in like a, I can't help it. This is what I got to do. Way. <laughs> drinking it will suffice. Bathing in it is far preferred. Oh, God. Um, uh, do you have <laughs> a type? Like, you're, you're, and it's human blood. It, it, all it does is nod. The tip of the long plague doctor mask dips and rises again. Um, I think we've come too far at this point. Like, I think Samson is like especially with the power already flowing through you yeah right? mm -hmm. like blood is blood i can find i can get you what you need okay um i'm not going to give you additional dice for just promising it like if you if you found a way to provide it right now provide its need i would give you some additional dice but you are promising to fulfill its need and you've used boost which pushes your will way the hell up there to 11 i think you said and i'll give you like another let's just call it one since you have so many dice already for the all the descriptive stuff so go ahead and roll i think it's 12 d8 we're at, actually because you have two well i you gave me plus one four with hectrix and then 
plus two for something else yeah the the two if you so we're at 13 because of the plus one on everything with ectrix going forward and then um oh the two from describing how he like instantiated right yeah yeah, yeah. so so you can use that on that roll if you want so yeah you're at 15 d8 holy shit but this is this is a good representation of what's the word of how it wants to be bound right <laughs> that it wants to be it maybe doesn't want as much control as you're going to have over it but it does want to be in the physical world which is maybe something else that y'all should consider like why do these demons want to be here but hey that's for another time so go ahead and roll 15d8 yeah and also joan and robert should roll their will as well because we're doing this together right oh i thought you told them i thought you said that you weren't going to ask them no i was specifically like i wasn't asking them i was telling them i was saying you're helping me with this okay and beckoned them over and i was just assuming that they meekly stepped into line because i have 11 will right now and don't fuck with me (laughs) yeah that's fine i don't think joan's fucking with that right now okay and I, I think we're okay. I think we can just go ahead and get these rolls going. So right. Kiefer rolled 15d8. <laughs> there are... Is it... That's fucking Barry Bonds numbers right there. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> there are so many eights in there. Jesus. Gary rolled 5d8. And then uh, it has 6d8 for its will. It only has one eight. Okay, so it actually beat Gary. And then it beat Sharon as well. So yeah, oh. so it's just Kiefer's roll that did it. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so, but Kiefer, you have five over it? Is that what I said? Yeah. Right, yeah, 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 because the first eight tied. Yeah, so you have now, once it is bound to yourself, I believe that means, let me double check what it says about binding, but I believe that means you get plus five against it whenever it, like, wants to disobey you, that kind of thing, which, like, I don't know why would Ectrix want to do that, but, you know. Possibly because I'm hesitant about drinking or bathing in human blood. You know, mm-hmm. you know, that's something to think about. Demons love to be poorly bound. This demon is not uh-huh. poorly bound. This demon is not poorly bound. Yeah, so you have you have five bonus dice against it whenever the two of you match wills. All right, not just wills, but whenever you're trying to, like, force it to do something for you. So um, what this looks like is as you bind it, it raises its arms to the side and flowing from the sleeves of its arms from under this like tunic basically that it's wearing right i'm thinking very much 17th century here um from its pantal the legs of its pantaloons um out of its mask from the eye holes of its mask all this swamp water flows out along with with things like things that shouldn't have been in there like twigs and like the bones of small animals and moss lichen shit like that and as it stops flowing out, Ectrix is here now in the real world. And it looks around itself as if it can, it can see where it is for the first time. And then it sees the three of you, inclines its head, and says, what are your instructions? Um. Welcome, Samson, to the Two Demon Club. <laughs> Sick. I love my club. So... What do I get to know about this demon that I've found? Do I know what powers it has? Do I know? Yeah. So normally we, 
and I think we had this conversation a few sessions ago, or I might have just put it together based on what you were trying to do with it. So when a player may describe a demon for his or her character to contact, even specifying numerically if he or she wants, but the GM can always alter the demon who actually shows up. Once contacted, a demon can be perceived and spoken to, yada yada. Yeah, so I will give you some basic stuff. It's need. You already know it's need. Mm -hmm. And then it's desire. So it has... Uh, a reminder that demons have needs, which they actually need in order to continue doing their power. And then it has a desire. And its desire, I don't know, I actually hadn't planned the desire out yet because I didn't realize we were going to go with Ectrix today. But, oh, yeah, okay. Its desire is to smell medical supplies. Smell? Smell. <laughs> You know when you open like a bottle of new pills or worse, like stale pills, and yeah. that like it like smells almost rancid and it's kind of stomach turning and you still know that you have to swallow this thing? Yeah. That's the smell that it craves. Mm, weird. So that's just something that it wants. And then its powers. I will go ahead and just give you its powers because I think that it, it will tell you what it can do. So it has perception, which when you originally wanted to contact it, the version of perception it has is going to be seeing diseases that kind of thing so this is the thing that will be you will be able to take to your infant daughter and see if she has been infected or not great yeah i'll, I'll just list these two and you can read them on your yep. own so it has perception hint days and then armor cool so it's actually not super powerful but i am thinking you know very quickly this is also the first demon that one of y'all controls that is specifically not a parasite or object demon right that was my next question. Yeah. Let me get back to the correct page so I don't lie to you about what kind it is. Inconspicuous. Demon type. No, sorry, sir. It is not inconspicuous. It's not an object. It is a... Okay, yeah. So I guess it is an inconspicuous. Um, they're hard to perceive. So I need to give it another ability, which I will do right now, um, which is cloak. Or they may actually have powers of invisibility, which I think is what it has, right? That And maybe tying into the kind of the shimmery effect that it had when when y'all had contacted it. It kind of the longer it stands in the sunlight, it seems to shift out of your gazes a little bit. It's kind of like looking through a prism. This isn't something that it can do, right? It can't turn something invisible for you in that sense, but it is difficult to perceive and someone without a lore skill won't be able to see it. In other words, if it if it takes an action, if it like does something obvious, then people will start to notice it, right? If you have Ectrix punch some poor orderly in a hospital somewhere, the orderly will suddenly be able to see Ectrix, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is. it has cloak. So let's give it an additional power, which is cloak. And it can, it just gets hard to look at. Not true for Samson, but true for everyone else. Groovy. So can I, since we've made contact now, he's asking there... It is asking what I want it to do. Are all demons going to be it? No, I mean, I I have been gendering them a little bit. Uh, I think Ectrix is a he. I think that we decided at one point, um, and Gary, you can correct me on this, but I think that we made Imlac a he. Like, I think all of them are yeah, his at the moment. Yeah, I think also he. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about a Balazet, Samson. I've been thinking of Abby as, like, she or they. Okay. Let's go with, let's go with they. Oh, sorry. I meant like, like she, they. Oh, gotcha. She both. slash they. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Well, that means that I have misgendered a Balazette in a few earlier episodes, but 
we live and we learn. Um, yeah, so Avathon, Imlac, and Ectrix are all he, and then Abalazet is she slash they. Well, Ectrix, thank you for joining us. Mr. Brown, could you come up here, please? Jake, you know, he stands, you hear him kind of stretch a little bit, and then comes up on the deck. Jake, this is Ectrix. Ectrix, this is Jacob Brown. Um, he was telling us that 20 or so years ago, there was some something exciting happened in town involving demonic powers and race riots. I don't know if you mentioned race riot. Demonic powers and a teenager who was murdered and a man named Jim. And I was just wondering if you had any, if you might have been here at the time and if you could tell us anything about what had happened or frankly just what brings you to town in the first place just want to get to know you a little bit i was not here before now i have not been anywhere and what i presume looking at this boat of yours in a very long time that said i am aware of others who were here in approximately the period you were speaking of. You don't, haven't uh, heard anything about what might have happened? This place, and Ectrix kind of lifts its hands. Its hands are really like, I, I don't I don't think he's really invisible to anyone at the moment, especially because you've just pointed him out to Jake. I think it's painful to look at. Like, I really want the sense that these demons are things that impose on reality right? That they are distortions. And so he is kind of unpleasant to, to stare at for very long. Um, and as he, as he lifts his hands, the fingers are just like out of proportion to the rest of him. Overly long fingernails are also like very long, painted black and sharp. And he looks around this place. I do not know what you would call it, but it is a welcome what does he say? I was going to say something like a welcome sight. It is like a dock. It is like a, a dock in the middle of the ocean, which welcomes travelers to it. A port in a storm. A port in a storm. The young one has it correct. <laughs> you don't like the way it says young one or the way it looks <laughs> down at you as it says it. And Avathon Right, Avathon can speak to you because it is kind of behind your ear, Joan. Yeah. And Avathon says something like, I wouldn't go near that one, little Joni. What's with all the little lately? <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, um, hmm, okay, she is suspicious. Well, then I suppose do what you will for now. Stay close. Can you swim? Do I, are you, will you just be following me from now on? I don't, this is all very new to me. You say, do what I will, and then you say, stay close to you. These may not be equivalent commands. <laughs> Interesting. Let's stick with staying close then. I don't want you to hurt anyone or do anything dramatic without checking with me first it clasps its hands behind its back and the nose of the plague doctor mask dips and rises again wordlessly groovy i think at this point if he can't tell us anything there's not really anything to 
do here? I mean, can it tell them about the Travis, what's his face? Travis Trent? Yeah. Um, yeah, let me make it. I will, how about I do this? And we're going to have to have Samson do his humanity check here in just a second. But we will we'll do that after this. So I'm, to figure this out, I'm going to roll its, Ectrix's lore against its own lore. Mm. To see what it knows. So the eights cancel, uh, it succeeds. Yeah, so it knows a little bit. Like, could it tell us where he is or what his powers are? No, like it doesn't doesn't know that much. I think all it knows is that it says something about how like time works differently in the place that we are from. Mm. But about five years ago in your reckoning, two that I knew came here were brought by the creature I think you call Trent. Mm. Their names were Greed. Mm. In the past, he has appeared as a great dog to hound mortal men. That may Mm. or may not be the shape he has taken now. And the other was Vanity, Mm. which has always, in the many times he has been summoned, has appeared as one that lives inside another. I was once called to remove him from a patient, which I did so most excellently. So we can't see that one. He's just a hidden parasite. He's a he's a parasite demon, right? Gotcha. Vanity is a parasite demon. And then greed is the um dog. The dog. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a possessor demon, in other words. Oh, he possessed a big dog. Right. Well, he possessed the corpse of a dog, but yes. The corpse of a big dog. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We got there. So what's, um, you now have, I love this, that we have a new demon. Um, mm-hmm. And we're getting close on time. What are your plans at this point? There are a number of balls up in the air at the moment. Which one are you going to try to catch? Um, I mean, I think Joan probably wants to go after Travis Trent. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's... Not gonna be yeah. this episode, obviously. Well, let's let's have this, and we, and I, I think we should kind of have this conversation in character. So I'll, uh, so Jake just says, "So you've brought another one over. Well, what are you going to do with it? What are your plans?" Well, I'm gonna have to figure out how my daughter's doing first of all. That's uh, my personal priority, and then I guess we can figure out what's going on with all this gestures vaguely at the swamp (laughs) Mm -hmm. well uncle jake i think i need to figure out what the hell this travis guy wants with my mother i mean i know what he wants with my mother but i think i need to stop him glad to hear you're you're ready to do something now mr chesimard robert's just soaking in the moment and just as like uh like an aesthetic thing i guess like how Black reads uh, Samson, like, I guess the aura has, like, radically changed colors. Um, mm. It's, like, now some sort of LSD trippy kind of, like, you know, Beatles, Yellow Submarine, Rainbow shit. Um, it's, it's, it's far out. Um, but, well, I, I see we're having this family moment over here. Uh, with you and your uncle and um now we have uh samson with 
you know, it's got like two demons now. Ah, I, I, I gotta talk to my folks about this Travis shit because there's just so many things I gotta figure out. Okay, so let's uh, just to wrap up. Let's do the humanity rolls real quick. So, Kiefer, you don't get any modifiers for this one. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you can't use boost on a humanity roll. You have six humanity at the moment. So, I will roll against you. So, I'm rolling 68. You will roll 68. um, And we'll see if you lose any humanity. for. And this is just for the contact. And we'll do another for the mind here in a second. Not great. Oh, there's my extremely good roll. So, Kiefer, you dropped to 5, and now let's go ahead and do the same thing, 5d8 against 5d8. Don't they have to do it as well? Last time we did group sorcery, didn't we all roll humanity, and that's why I have positive humanity? No, we... um, So, these are humanity loss rolls, and so it's only the person who's leading the group sorcery has to roll for humanity loss. And then I gave everyone a chance to roll for a humanity gain because that was the first time y'all came together. Got it. Um, All right, so that's a much better roll for the the bind. Um, Let's see, our eights tie, and then I beat you again, so you drop to four. Oh no, my humanity. Okay, so I think that's going to be a good point for us to stop. We this was this was the boat session. Yep. We have bound another demon, which I think is good progress and interesting interesting progress, and hopefully throws a wrench in the works a little bit somewhere down the line. We will we will pick it up next time with what everyone's going to try to do. But real quick, Kiefer, I want to throw this to you before we hang up. Samson, that night. I don't I don't think you get a chance when you get home to have Ectrix really check out Roxy to your satisfaction. Just because everyone's home asking Ectrix to do something involving his powers while your wife is home, while your other three children are around, might be um, potentially problematic. I think that you're forced a little bit to put it off until the next morning. So that night, while you're sleeping you toss and turn. You have trouble falling asleep. And around maybe 1 or 2 a.m., you wake up. And you wake up because you felt a drop of water on your forehead. And as you, you know, slowly open your eyes, you're in that middle place between sleeping and waking. You see that Ectrix has bent over you. His long plague doctor mask nose is very close to your face and he's been whispering to you. You don't know what it is he's been saying, but as he sees that you're awake, he stands back up and retreats back into the corner.